0: Hello, today's podcast is about brain fog after trauma. When a person dies, their surviving loved ones often go through something called grief brain. Grief brain is that brain fog that happens after losing someone you love. It happens because the grief is fresh and new, so you haven't had time to adapt to it. It also happens because you're trying to figure out how to adapt to this new normal of life without your deceased loved one, and that's very difficult to do. The brain likes certainty so it can predict what's going to happen. Going through your daily routine is comfortable. You know what's going to happen. Little surprises can create a bit of anxiety, but seldom anything terrible. Bigger surprises, such as the sudden death of a loved one, create a great deal more anxiety. Suddenly, the brain has to work much harder to figure out what's happening. It focuses on what is wrong and how to fix the situation. With resources focused on the situation, the brain has much less resources available to focus on other things. This brain fog or grief brain after someone dies is a perfectly normal part of the grief process. Not that it feels normal at the time, but it is. It also doesn't last forever, thankfully. Losing someone you love isn't the only situation that can cause such a brain fog. Trauma can cause it. Repeated trauma definitely can cause it. Trauma damages the brain. It's a well-known fact. Post-traumatic stress disorder and complex post-traumatic stress disorders are, in fact, less mental illness and more brain injuries due to traumatic experiences. Brain damage from trauma, as well as the brain trying to adapt to life after trauma, definitely create a brain fog. That fog can be one of the most frustrating parts of having CPTSD or PTSD. I've had the symptoms of CPTSD ever since I can remember, but they all developed fully in 2012. One of the last symptoms to develop for me is this brain fog, and it got much worse after suffering brain damage from carbon monoxide poisoning. I've spent a lot of time frustrated, but I've learned some ways to cope. Naturally, prayer is a constant for me. I ask God to help me however I need, and He listens when I get frustrated about forgetting something or I can't focus. He is so helpful. Even simply offering comfort is a huge help sometimes. I also try to accept it for what it is. I wouldn't get mad at my body if it had cancer and I became disabled because of it, so how can I get mad at my brain for not working right after all it's been through? I firmly believe in hoping for the best while preparing for the worst. I hope and pray things improve, but if they don't, I have ways to cope. Brain injury of any sort is very unpredictable, and it's also very unique to each person. You just don't know what the brain will do. Cope with your symptoms as best you can while hoping and praying they improve. Use technology. I love Google Keep for notes and to-do lists. I also love Google Calendar for helping me keep track of appointments and dates bills are due. Writing is a very useful tool, too. I don't mean necessarily writing books. I mean writing in general. Keeping a journal is helpful for documenting your life as well as for coping with your emotions. Writing to-do lists rather than using keep like me can be helpful because the act of writing things down can help the brain to remember them easier. Spending time being creative is helpful too. Draw, paint, work with clay, cross-stitch, take up woodworking. Whatever you decide to do isn't important. Making something with your own two hands is all that matters. It helps exercise the brain by making you think of how to make whatever it is you're trying to make and is incredibly rewarding when you can see the fruits of your labor. You can cope with brain fog. Thank you for listening to my podcast.